Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to Under the Stained Glass, that podcast where we take a look at what we talked about in church today and approach it again from a family angle. And, of course, want to invite you all to worship with us virtually on Sunday. We have two services at 9 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. That's Pacific Time. And you can find all the information you need down at the bottom of the description for this podcast. Well, this morning, we were talking about Pontius Pilate and how he was unable to make a leaderly decision that really upheld the truth and justice and and acknowledged Jesus' innocence. Instead, he kind of caved to the pressure of the mob. So we were thinking this through, Ms. Whitney and I, and just thinking about how all of us need to develop those skills for making good, godly decisions, those skills of study, and then silence, and prayer, and finally submission to really go ahead and carry out those decisions, and how we can teach our kids to do that, but even in those circumstances where they need to stand up mm-hmm. for their faith or stand up for someone who is being persecuted. So how can we do that? And what's the circumstance? What are some of those circumstances under which we would even want them to do that? Yeah. Well, one of the most glaring examples of these circumstances I can think of where a child might be forced to decide to stand up in a situation is standing up for another child that's being bullied or put out in some way. Mm -hmm. This isn't easy to do. Sometimes children and even adults in those same situations can feel as though that they might become a target themselves by speaking up. But as believers, we understand that we are given a voice to speak fairness and truth and are called to really do so, especially in these difficult situations. Yeah, and sometimes those situations are made really ticklish because a school will have a policy, of course, that Mm -hmm. students should not get personally involved. They should go get an adult, and maybe sometimes that's appropriate. But sometimes... I mean, kids are just out on their own, Mm -hmm. and they need to make these kinds of decisions. So how would we go about helping a kid understand some of those principles involved in standing up uh, against injustice? And how would we approach that through study? Like what kinds of stories would we want them to know, for instance? Well, Proverbs 31, 8 says, Speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves. Ensure justice for those being crushed. Stories from history can really help children to understand what this can look like being played out in real-world scenarios. Examples I can think of include Corey Ten Boom, a Christian watchmaker from Holland that hid Jews during the Holocaust. Also, Harriet Tubman, one of the more famous Methodists in history, who Mm -hmm. led about 70 enslaved people north to freedom through the Underground Railroad. These are just two of countless historical stories that we can use to really prime that pump for children to recognize what it looks like to step up in a difficult situation before they really need to do so themselves. Yeah, so just to kind of have that foundation of these images and these stories in their mind, and there's plenty of them, real true stories from history, and I think those are obviously the best kinds of stories to use. Stories of people who stand up for those who are being put down So to go from study to silence, how can we reinforce what they learn in our prayer time with them? And how do we kind of add this idea of stepping up and helping others out through our our prayer time and our silent time? Well, we want our children to understand that they can truly do all things, even scary things, with God's help. So we want to teach our children to really lean into this understanding in their special time with God. 
We want them to learn to pray things like, Lord, please help me to do what is right and according to your will. Please give me courage to stand up for what you say is right, even when it's scary. Help me to know that you are with me even when I do so and you will protect me in all situations. We want them to truly know that when they stand up for goodness and for God, that he will be right there with them and give them all the tools they need to succeed. Yeah, so it's a, it's a little bit like bodybuilding, you know. It's like the study is the food that you're yeah. taking in to get those ideas, and those those principles in you. And then the prayer time and the prayers for courage are like working out mm -hmm. and building up those muscles. But then you have to kind of move to the next step of taking the action of submitting to those good decisions. Sure. So while they work into that third step, which is really where the rubber meets the road, how do we get kids to, to do that, to act in a way that's effective, but also that honors God? Well, there's a balance here, right? We want to make sure that our actions, once we step out and do what we resolve to do for God, really mirrors God. And we want them to not become a bully themselves. So we want to choose words that promote kindness and positivity rather than tearing down someone else in an effort to deter a negative attack. We don't want our children to jump into a situation where they say something to the effect of, you're just picking on so-and-so because you're dumb or some other negative word. We want our children to understand that they can stand up for someone else without putting another person down by stating the wonderful qualities of another and by crushing the rumors with truth. For instance, when a child is being bullied and called, for lack of a better example, ugly, one might step in and say, I don't think so-and-so is ugly because God said he made us each unique and a masterpiece. I think we should celebrate our uniqueness rather than pick on each other for being different. We all have things that we might not like about the others or might not like about ourselves, but that's what makes us so special. Yeah, and I like that you included in that defense of that person the positive thing that God feels for that mm -hmm. person. That's, I think in Ephesians, they talk about the sword of truth, right? Mm -hmm. And that's just, just so beautiful to bring, to, tr to help our kids understand how mm -hmm. to bring in godly principles and God's point of view into these, sure. these situations. So they have this whole process, and it's such a great process of thinking these situations through in advance with study and with silence and then moving into submission to actually carrying out what we resolved to do. But that can also be really helpful, not only when we're defending somebody else, but helpful in helping our kids resist peer pressure mm -hmm. and um, maybe peer pressure to experiment with drugs or drinking or destroying property or stealing any number of temptations. Sure. And as they get older, they can be faced with even more difficult decisions. Like, for instance, as you said, destruction of property or careless use for another person's property, such as skateboarding on another person's drive or graffiti in public parks. It can be fine to tell them what we as parents say not to do, mm -hmm. but to take that added step of showing them why it's wrong helps our children to make that right decision when we might not be there to make it for them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, yeah, we would love it if our kids always just did make good decisions because that's what we want them to do. Sure. But sometimes it's, it's, it's not going to work out that way. And it's good that they understand the rationale, the reason behind those righteous decisions, and then have the courage to stand up for those decisions at the crucial moment. Mm -hmm. Because all of that will help them eventually become good leaders. Yeah. And Lord knows we need more good and brave and righteous leaders, right? Mm -hmm. 
Our verse for today is from Proverbs 22, 6, and it says, Direct your children onto the right path. When they are older, they will not leave it. We cite this verse a lot here, but that's because it's just so important to know that we really do play an enormous role in how our children are going to turn out. And when we know this, we can make a conscious effort to teach them the ways that God wants them to go. Yeah, ultimately, um, the way a child is taught and the way the child is raised is the parent's responsibility. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we all need to learn how to make good decisions, employing study and silence, and then submitting to those good, righteous decisions as God moves us to do. All right, well, thank you for being with us today. And again, you're welcome to worship with us on Sundays. And uh, otherwise, we will see you here next week. Bye.